And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm going to hog most of them. Uh, good morning and welcome to episode one, two, one, three of Down to Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months i am luke joined this morning by andrew but i gotta say i'm just fired up to be here today it's pretty cool pretty damn cool Woo! slam through and taylor i got a hot date on a cool night look at my girl we're gonna get in a fight gonna take it to the bar Go on the town, dance all around like we're partying down. Tisha, I'm uh, something. Did you make up that song? What song? Is that? <laughs> Did you make up that song? I made that song up. Uh, I forgot to think of a song, and uh, I I had a for some reason I had got a hot date on a cool night in my head. I said I'm gonna start with that. Let's see where this goes. Wow. Oh, it really I seemed like, like you made it up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of cool. making yep. it up, the the, uh, the Cavs made up a trade with the Utah Jazz yesterday, <laughs> and they completed that it. That was that wow. was shocking. <clears throat> it was when it was it. It felt very much like the Paul George trade, mm-hmm. where you look at your app and you're like, what? That's, that's, that's not what anybody's been talking about. I've never heard anybody talk about the Cavaliers as a, like a legitimate team for him. We actually, it's funny because we talked about it on the Tampering podcast a few weeks ago, and Fred had mentioned them. As really? A, yeah. But he was just like, I'm just spitballing here. He's like, I haven't heard this. But, um, but yeah, they ended up, I mean, it's a very interesting trade. Um, do you think that he was really spitballing, or do you think that he actually had heard that, heard some murmurs? I don't know. One can speculate. Oh, I'm team murmur. 
I'm also Team Murmur. So this is the full trade. <clears throat> it's Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for Larry Markadon, Ochai Abaji, Colin Sexton in a sign-and-trade, three unprotected firsts, and two pick swaps. Um, Man. What do you think, Tayshon? What are your What are your thoughts on the amount that Cleveland gave up to get Mitchell? Well, I think it – one, if they got – like think about how much they got back for Gobert. And so then they're like, well – now you're definitely have to get gonna have to give us something for Mitchell, mm-hmm. and for Cleveland, for Cleveland it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what, let's just do it. We got we got our guys right now, and then if we can get Mitchell in here, how old is Mitchell? Twenty four. He's twenty five, I believe. Yeah, twenty five. About to turn twenty six. It makes a lot of sense to me for that to those two teams together. Uh, they make that trade make a lot of sense. So I like it. I think Cleveland is pretty good, actually. I mean, the East is stacked mm-hmm. this year. There's so much talent in the East, but I really like that. And that's a team that can be pretty good for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then Danny Ainge, I saw I saw. now we have the same amount of future first as the Jazz, or the Jazz have the same amount as us now the, for the next. The Thunder, still, till, have, the Thunder still have more, but it's I believe it's close. Yeah, I saw they both have fifteen over the next. Oh, I thought the I, I thought they had five years. I thought the I thought Utah had thirteen. Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, though, I mean they they blew this up so quickly, and they yeah they have set up uh, their picks. I mean, Danny Ainge, you, we've seen Danny Ainge work with a bunch of picks before, which was not much. He didn't really do much with it before, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, he did get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown from the picks that he traded for. Yeah, but then didn't he still have like 14 or something left? He still, he still had 13 or 14 and I don't think it was that many cuz no one has ever had no one has ever had this many picks. Like this people have had like a lot of first round picks but never this amount. Like Sam has like basically like kind of broken everything with regards to like how many picks you should try to acquire um, with what he did in the summer of 2019. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he had quite this many. You know, even Sam Hinky never had anywhere close to this many firsts. Hinky had a ton of second round picks, but he mm-hmm. never had. You know, he had. I mean, the Thunder had 18 first round picks at one point. You know, the other teams have never done that before. So this is kind of, it's still kind of new to see how this will work. And Danny, yeah, I mean, he made a lot of bad, like, mid-first-round picks. Um, but he got Tatum and he got Brown, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, those are the ones that matter. Well, not to him anymore. He's out. Now he's got to do it again. Well, that's how he got the Utah job. It's basically because he picked those guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I like this trade, though, for Cleveland a lot. Yeah. I think they're going to be a very fun team. and Yeah, I would agree. I, I, 
the thing that's really interesting is how young all of these guys are. Yeah. Darius Garland's 22. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's an all-star last year. He's 22 years old. Uh, Evan Mobley's t- about to turn 21. And like those are their two best players. Jared Allen's only 24. I mean, we're talking about... How is Jared Allen only 24? I don't know. I don't know. He is. it, And then Mitchell, you know, is he's older than them, but still on, like, the timeline of yeah. theirs. That's yeah. The, that's the thing that I don't quite get with, like, wanting Cleveland's picks. is like, they have team control over Evan Mobley all the years that they've got these picks. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean I guess there's still a chance that maybe he gets hurt and things crash and burn. But like I think and Alex has addressed this on Twitter and Alex addressed this on Slam and Jam. But like, wouldn't you want? I think like you would rather have picks from a team of guys that are in the you know in their 30s and kick the can as far down the road as possible. You know because you know that like those guys are either not going to be as good. Or they're not going to be in the NBA. But with these guys, all these guys are going to be in the NBA still. And if they can keep this core together, I mean, that's very interesting. I mean, Cleveland could be great. I mean, if you're, and I think a lot of people are counting on this, that Evan Mobley is going to be a really good player, like all NBA level player. And if he becomes that, like Darius Garland's not leaving that team. Maybe even Donovan Mitchell's not leaving that team. Yeah. Um if if Evan Mobley is who people think that he is. So it's just an interesting like it could end up being a bunch of picks in the you know teens at best but probably in the 20s if if things work out the way the Cavs think that it will. But mm-hmm. also I mean people clowned on the thunder at the time of the Clippers trade saying like oh you just traded for a bunch of picks in the late 20s good job. You know. But you know, you just never know. Same thing with Houston. But the the difference was that they had stars that were in their 30s already. Mm-hmm. Um, the stars on this team are 22 and 21. You know, that's where yeah. it's kind of more perplexing to me why you'd want those picks. And if they really did have a chance to get a a trade package from New York, like give me the Knicks picks like every single day. You know, Andrew, maybe the they picks. just really, really like Colin Sexton. Maybe they're like, oh, wow, we really, we really value this Colin Sexton guy. You know what? If we could get him in this trade package, that's wow. kind of a weird part of I'll it. I'll take too. late first round. Yeah, because they pay him. And apparently he was looking at the qualifying offer. Yeah. You know, as like his way to get out of Cleveland. Where he would play one more year there and then be an unrestricted free agent next year. But somehow gets a boatload of money. And I think it's a fine deal. Well, like, I don't think like it's going to be yeah, some it's kind not, of a detrimental deal for Utah to have What it. is it? Four, four years, 64, something 72. like that? 472. 72. It's like basically like what Dort's making plus a couple million. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's not a terrible deal. And it, and when the cap spike happens, it's going to look like a fu- 
I mean, it's just he's going to look like a bench player. I mean, that's what bench players will make. Yeah. You know, which is going to be so weird when bench players are making seventeen million. I mean, that's insane. That's, that's real equality, dude. Equity. <laughs> We're working toward equality here. <laughs> Someday we'll get there. Uh, we do have a Twitter question related to the Mitchell trade from Thunder CPA, please. Uh, theoretically, our Donovan Mitchell trade is only one or two years away. Realistically, which player would you like to see the Thunder trade for if they were available? Hmm. Anybody stick out hmm. that you can think of that you would want on this team? The thing is that you have to think of is Luka Doncic. Luka would be that'd be nice. Uh, Wouldn't big, that be cool? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh man, that'd like be a, nice. A big wing that can shoot is, you know, something that this team lacks, or just shooting in general. Yeah. So, trading for somebody that was like drafted in the last five years that can really shoot it, I think, is something to target. Now, who is that player? Is uh, while you're zigging, I'm gonna zag. Bring yeah, back okay. Russ. Bring back Russ in in the next two years. In two Luke. years. Bring back Russ. Yep. Bring him back. Westbrook. He's a big. He he might be out of the league. We can probably just just bring him bring him back just for fun. He actually right. might be signing one of those like one day contracts. By then. Wow. Um. Andrew, you're about to get some hate for that. Why? No, I don't think so. You're in- saying he's going to be out of the league. Jeannie Buss said he was the best player on the Lakers last year. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's a, that's a big did you Did you watch more Lakers games than Jeannie Buss? There's, I did not, but there's a there's a big to-do about all of that. I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting one. What about a guy like Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it, like, not same tier as Mitchell. Even two years ago, Mitchell, not the I same know. tier. I know. It's it's really difficult for me to go, like, realistic and, like, dream a little bit, you know, too. Yeah. What is that? Uh, you. What is that player? You're looking for? at the right teams, though. I mean, it, it it's teams like that that have – like smaller market teams that don't end up doing anything with their good players. So I think you're looking in the right direction. We you need know who it, you know What who are those is? teams? Oh, Miguel Devella just brought it up, and I just looked at the name. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, that's a good one. If, what Still if, not Donovan Mitchell tier to me. No, but he's definitely very not. Good. No, he's definitely not. But that one is interesting. Or, and I don't know if this guy will ever get healthy, but like Michael Porter. Yeah. Like if he ever became if like Jokic wanted out or something, which I just don't even see any of that happening. Or he just like I just want a different situation, you know. The Thunder yeah. could easily trade for a guy like Michael Porter. But I worry about his back, you know. Yeah. Like that's concerning. I worry about him being insane. <laughs> also a concern that I would have as well. Um Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I, 
It's it's tough. Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean Devin Booker's still pretty young. He would he would fit he'd fit fine here. <laughs> I think he'd work out okay. He'd be all right. I'd be okay with that. A dream, like a pipe dream, and maybe it's not just because he plays for this team. But what if Anthony Edwards wanted out? Oh my! Yeah, that's the one right there. Yeah, I was that kind is of the dancing. team. That's was, the right kind of team. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, let's say twenty twenty five, summer of twenty five. They've been at you know, in and out of the first round. You know, every single year. Mm-hmm. And he needs he needs a change of scenery. The Thunder can say, "Hey, don't worry, we'll give you five first round picks for him, and you know, one of our good players, Usman Jang." <laughs> In two years, and I would love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. They're going to have opportunities, though. That's, I mean, that's the thing. How old is Jalen Brown by then? Jalen Brown. He, I mean, he was 19 when he was drafted. So, I mean, he's still, I don't know. I mean, 24, 20, 25. Is he around Mitchell's age? Yeah, he's, but he's going to be like 28, 29 by that time, though. Good, right in his prime. So, Players play until they're 40 now, so that's primes are extended. Yeah, Jalen Brown is, will turn 26 in October. Mm, never mind, too old. Luke, do you feel like you're still in your prime? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> when do you think was the last year of your prime? Yeah, what was your last prime? Year of my, last year of my prime, probably, uh, Lord... 24. <laughs> what? That was a long no. time ago, oh man. I'm oh, way man. past my prime. I don't think so. I think you were still in your prime when you were when you took a hiatus from the podcast because you were going to karaoke too much. It's around 24. I'm an old dog. Is this my deep dive? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. Actually, I do have a deep dive. Are you guys ready for it? Yep. Um, I... I got, I have a problem, and it's that I'm, I'm stinkier than I thought I was. Oh, and I have to apologize to everyone for being stinky. I did a poll on Twitter because I got into an argument with uh, one of my friends about how often you're supposed to wash your sheets. Wow, you're bringing this up. All right, keep going. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know how often. Uh, he he was he's saying he washes his sheets weekly, and I was flabbergasted by that it's like that's way too often so I did a, a poll on Twitter and apparently 14% of people are washing their sheets weekly mm-hmm. 38% are washing bi-weekly 35% are washing monthly and 13% are washing less than 12 times a year that's once a month that's less than once a month Is are you in that camp <laughs> not anymore <laughs> oh really this kind of shook up, you it, it did shake me I'm moving up I'm moving up to bi-weekly bi-weekly you're going from less than 12 to around 24 times a year yeah wow that's a big shift 
I know I'm gonna have to really um, re. I'm gonna have to spend a lot more money on Tide. What? Why wouldn't but, you wash your sheets? What? Why didn't you wash your sheets? Because I get <laughs> into them. I, I shower at night, so when I get into them, I am clean. Mm-hmm. Thus, they remain clean. It's like saying like, I've you never, should never have to clean your shower because you're just using soap. Yeah, same thing. I don't have to clean my shower because I am using soap. Well, here's another question about, like, so the towel that you use after your shower, how often are you guys using the same towel before you get a new towel? I would say I use it three times, maybe four. Yeah, I use it around three or four times as well. Did I say, I, I, I meant to say 34. I Yeah, so did I. Three, four. Um, okay. Well, I'm really happy for you, Luke. Um, Daniel Sinney says, what about a guy like Cat if he wanted out? No, he's a loser. Yeah, I'm kind of out on Cat. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that. I don't even want that energy. It's not even about, like, basketball. It's like, I just don't want that guy. It also is kind of about basketball because, like, he was supposed to be something more than this. He was. And I don't want that on my team. You should have been more. Yeah, you should have been more. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and do some Twitter questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man... Very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. And it's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. first twitter question let's answer one from at twice gaudy who wants to know when would it be appropriate to start looking at free agent vets for the 23-24 offseason so i would wouldn't look at free agents one because the thunder don't get free agents and two the thunder don't aren't gonna have roster spots for free agents either because they're going to be adding another rookie they've already got they already don't have like we we still don't know what's going to happen with regards to like a lot of the players on this current team because several of them are going to have to be cut before the start of the season so i would say they're probably not going to be making moves for vets then but i would say like the 20 through 24 season is definitely a year where it's going to be like I don't think they're sitting anybody at any point during that season. You know, I would be very shocked mm-hmm. if they started to sit anybody. Yeah, Luke, Luke, what do you think? Are there any uh, free agent vets out there you'd love to see on the Thunder? A little Karan Butler. Yeah, I think we got to look to the past in our future and bring back some some classic thunder vets is Derek Fisher yeah. gonna make a another another comeback with the thunder no I would just say they they will they will have to figure out where their deficiencies are and you saw this with the very first team too because they played us most of a season still with a guy like Nanad as their center and they're like mm-hmm. man we are just not tough enough to play in the Western Conference and that's when they went and got perk so i would just say that they're gonna let this young team play for a while to figure out like where is our deficiency before they go try to find it because honestly i don't think they would even know what the deficiency was until you see them play you know you can have ideas about what it could be but you don't know until you actually see it on the court i think one is like obviously shooting but Maybe somebody develops. Maybe, you know, maybe Chip England teaches some of these guys to shoot. Who knows? But you have to wait to see what the deficiencies are before you start to try to fill those. And also, they're probably going to fill those gaps by way of trade and not in the free agent market. Yeah, most likely. You know, if you can get a New Orleans Noel here or there, great. 
Otherwise, yes, it will be via trade. Hey guys, let's go to our next Twitter question. And it comes hey, from Cowboy Germ. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Who says SGA most likely will be the first Thunder player to 30 points this season? Who is the second? So that mm. is going to be the second player to score 30 or more points in a game this season. Gosh. I'm either going to go, man, with Chet out. This is going to be weird. It's either going to be Dort or, you know what? I'm going to be goofy. I'm going to go J-Dub here. Oh. I think I think J-Dub's going to have some early success. Wow. I think he's going to have some opportunity. I think he's going to go off. Wow, that would be great. Uh, I'll say Trey Mann. You can. I will. If you want. I will. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I think it's I think Trey will be ready to go this season. And we'll I think it's gonna be Dort. Yeah. Dort's a safe one too. I think Dort will be the second leading scorer again, which is not ideal. <laughs> uh, it is kind of ideal. I mean it's awesome. I love Lou Dort so much. <laughs> Gosh, I cannot wait to interview Lou Dort again. He's just he is just a joy. He just he he um, really tries to not smile, and it's the greatest thing because he can't. He just has to smile. Why does he try to not smile? I don't know. He just does it though. Like he is. He's just got this giant smile on his face, and he's like really just trying to not smile, and it's hilarious and it's amazing. He's just great. I just that guy. Yeah. That guy is the best. I'm glad that he's here for the long haul. All of you guys should too, because he's the freaking best. That is so cute. Lou Dor is really cute. He is. He's awesome. When you look at when you look at Lou, you're like, that's a really cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the he really is an, an awesome person. Um and a good player too. So and cute. And pretty cute. All right. Hey guys, <laughs> let's go to our next Twitter. It comes from at fat underscore dreary. It says, consider the amount of upcoming draft picks OKC has, Chet's injury, and the unlikelihood that Baisley will feature prominently in the Thunder's long-term plans. Can you think of a realistic Bays trade that would help keep that would help balance the roster? He suggests Bays for Goga Batadze, who I think that's that's like a that's actually actually a great deal if you're talking about balancing the roster and bringing like a center back. I think that's a nice deal. Um, Goga is like the Baisley of the Pacers, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, maybe it's like, they're like, maybe we got the right guy just in the wrong position. You want to just switch these up? Yeah, uh, I think that that's actually a really nice one. I, I would just probably rather trade him for a second round pick and just let it be done. I mean, am I wrong? Wow. Hater. Is that Dude, why do you hate Baisley so much? I mean, I just don't think he's long for this team. That's all. A second rounder and move on. Yeah. Cut, cut your losses. I mean, I think you play him this season and see how it goes. 
and then you trade him. I wonder if this season is going to be a lot like last season where we kind of talk our Baisley mess at the start and then we have to apologize and say, you know what, he's been pretty good. He's, a, he's been mean, pretty good. He's going to have good stretches. He's got a lot of talent. He just hadn't put it all together yet. Yeah. I mean, he's had stretches where he's put it all together. And that's great. But he is going to, if, if, if we trade him, he's going to be one of those players that whenever we play against his new team, he's going to like just go off and score like 40 points against us. <laughs> it could be the case. That That's going to happen. That could definitely be the case. Here's a question. Okay, because that kind of has some Jeremy Lamb energy to me, what Luke's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that – was Jeremy Lamb better than Baisley is? Mm, they're just so different. And the roles are way different. I mean, when Jeremy Lamb was here, the <laughs> team was good. So he couldn't, like, really play that much. But I remember us having conversations with Jeremy Lamb where – even when the team was good, we were thinking, man, should this guy – so frustrating. I feel like he should get more minutes. And then he'd get more minutes, and then it would be nothing, or he'd have games where he looked really good and like the perfect player that we needed. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't ever put it together. Yeah, I just – the thing with Lamb is like he could just – he could theoretically shoot, right? Yeah. Where like Bays just doesn't, you know. Like he's yeah. not not a shooter, and if that changed, I mean that's the thing. If that changed, then I think that he's a a really good backup wing. If that if he continues to shoot sub thirty percent from three, then it's hard to know what to do with a guy like that because he's not like an Andre Robertson level defender where it's like oh my mm-hmm. gosh like he is. Elevating the defense so much, you know, it's, he just he isn't. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what team he would be good with. You know, Portland is trying to get a lot of guys kind of like him. <laughs> so maybe there's like a Portland deal that you could do, but I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Like trade him for Greg Brown or something. I don't know. Huh. <clears throat> Hey, let's go to our next sort of question. It comes from at Zach Deeg, who wants to know what restaurant has the worst ice cream? Is it possible to have bad ice cream? Chick-fil-A has bad ice cream. Chick-fil-A's ice cream is not bad. It's not bad. bad. It's it's just like frozen Cool Whip. I I was eating it and I said, what is this? It's not bad. It's pretty good. I had it the other day. It's not bad. I would say, and it's tough to call it bad because it's free. Have you guys ever been to Swadley's? Oh, they're, they're in some deep water, Sam. I have, I have not ever been to Swadley's. Okay, so it's a barbecue restaurant, and they give you, you, get a, you can get a free ice cream cone. They just have like the machine sitting out there, and you can go get it yourself. Self-serve. Self-serve, soft-serve. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. Every time you're just like, why am I doing this? What is? Really? What am I putting into my body right now? Like, what's going on here? This is terrible. You, this is disgusting. You know what you're putting into your body? Fraud. Yeah. True. 
but yeah, this it's definitely the worst ice cream. I don't think there's really even a competition for how terrible it is. But it is free, so it's hard to say. Who is the who is the worst paid for ice cream? I Sonic. No, no Sonic is good. Sonic is fine. Yeah, how can you say, and you can make how, it exactly what you want. How can you say that Chick Fil A is is bad, but Sonic is good? That's what I don't get. So I can go to Sonic and say, you know what? I want Butterfinger ice cream done. You know what? I want strawberry ice cream done. You can just you can make you can get exactly the ice cream that you want at Sonic. Chick Fil A has one type of ice cream. If you want it chocolate, all they do is they put chocolate syrup over your frozen Cool Whip. We had their shakes. They have really good shakes. Chick-fil-A. Have a Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't had a shake, but we're not talking about that. It involves shakes are a different category. Cream, though. Shakes, shakes are essentially ice cream to me. I would agree. They, they would like, call it... No, it's a different item. I'd rather have a Chick-fil-A shake than a Sonic shake. Okay. That's fine, but we're talking about ice cream. All right. If you go to Brahms, would you prefer a shake or ice cream at Brahms? This depends on the mood, man. It's all good. Yeah. I want a mix, which I think is technically ice cream. Yes. A mix is a mix is ice cream. Wait, how do you have a mix of ice cream and shake? Yeah. No, <laughs> like no. A shake a, is no, already no. a mix. A mix is where you put the candy in it. Yeah, it's the candy. Oh, it's what you're oh, oh, it's oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the mix. That's a mix that makes it a mix. Um, I, I can't think of a place that's a bad ice cream. Really. Grape Ape says that if you're getting ice cream at a fast food place, you're getting something with other stuff in it that you actually want. The ice cream is neutral. Yes, I'd agree. I'd agree but with it's that. A great, but it's a fantastic delivery system for the other stuff. That's true. That's true. Like a shake, like a, like a, it's just, it's really good. But the answer yeah. is Swadley's. Okay. Next question. Swadley's, I guess. I, I've never Go been there and try. You can, you can pop in, you can pop into any Swadley's and just grab some yourself. Not even have to buy any. Where's, where's the, cl- I don't think, I think you have to purchase. You have to purchase some. You don't have to. to. No one's thing. monitoring it. I don't think. Any- How, where is the closest Swadley's? Memorial? Yeah, Memorial. Up by like, uh, like Best Buy. By Best Buy, yeah. Up by where? Best Buy. Best Buy. Oh, okay. It, 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 so so they it used to be a Grandies. I think it's Best Buy, Luke. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Also, their uh, their barbecue sandwiches are pretty pretty great. Uh, I'll, Why are you I'll giving props to Swadley's right I'll now? Never they stole twelve million dollars from you. I'll Me? never go. I don't know. I Alleg- had allegedly, dollars. allegedly, allegedly. All right, um, all right. Let's go to our next Twitter question, and then I have to uh, leave. <laughs> it comes from OKC Mift. He says he started casually seeing a girl and quickly met her friends. He hung out with them multiple times now, and clearly one of her friends and him have a stronger connection. I don't know if she's into I don't. He doesn't know if she's into him, but it seems like she is, and I'm 
def- he is definitely into her. What does he do? This could go two ways. Don't, here's one way. Don't do it. No, I say do it because don't. what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? The positive is better than the negative. So you're going to lose the girl, your girlfriend and access to this new girl. No, you just go you go after the new girl, right? If if okay, he already knows this girl he's with is probably not the love of his life. Okay, well then take another swing. What if this other girl is the love of his life? Well, boom, you found the love of your life. Okay, you're not friends with this other girl anymore. Doesn't matter. You found your life partner. Okay, here's, the, here's the question I, you have to ask yourself. How close are the are the girl that you're about to dump and the girl that you want to date? How close are they? Are they are they here's friends? My, are they here's friends, my, friends? Here's actually here's actually the correct question. Okay. How casually Andrew. are you how casually are you dating this the first girl? Yeah. Because if you're because cause you're casually dating her, but you're meeting all her friends like that to yeah. me, I don't think she described would describe this as casually dating. That doesn't pass the smell test to me either. No, I think there's I think that's a little bit of an issue. Here's what you need. Here's what this guy needs to do. Introduce her to his hottest friends. Oh, hmm. and then have one of his friends. The old, the old bait and switch. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. And then and then have one of his friends swoop in, ask her on a date. And then, oh, boom, it's okay. Mm, so you try to set her up before you make the switch. It's and only right. And you're not mad. She's not mad. You're not mad. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I like this. Exactly. That's fair. That is fair. You so, know? Yep. That's OKC Miffed. Go find your most attractive single friend and just start bringing him around. That's right. That's right. What if this girl's like in love with OKC Myth though? And <sighs> that's she the thinks problem. it's really, that's really the, serious. And OKC Myth is kind of downplaying it. Yeah. We don't know, OKC Myth. We don't know if you're downplaying this just to justify that you're you're feeling a lot of lust lustual feelings for this other woman. Right. I, I, I fear I fear that that is the case and that he and really this has been this is uh this is uh, I think this girl could be his girlfriend. Yeah, we find out they've been together for like four years. <laughs> yeah. Just casually. Started casually seeing a girl and quickly met her friends. Is this I mean, I can sentence. see how that could happen, though. I, meeting friends. You know, if you were just going out on a couple dates and the girl was like, hey, my friends and I are going out, you know, you should come out. I could see that happening. Yeah, it could happen. If it's real, I say swing. I say go for it. I say, I say, do the L man's trick, bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how it goes. Keep us updated, OKC Miff. We're we're, yes, absolutely. Please do. We're rooting for you. Good luck. Also, you could totally just lie about this and make this story. Completely ridiculous, and we'd still be in. We want the honest truth. We want the truth. We want to know what's really going on. This is a new series. This is our September series before we get to training camp. September series. Before we get to (laughs) training camp. Like, get us to 
The twenty sixth is uh, media day, so just get us, get us there. Whatever the twenty third, twenty fourth, whatever it is. Yeah, help us out. And, and if you could, go go ahead, Taylor. I'm sorry. I was gonna just say one more request from OKC Myth. If you could like start sending us screenshots of text conversations that you have with either the new girl or your casual girlfriend, we'd love to see those too. Don't yeah. don't he's gonna don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah, we'll post that on YouTube. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get yourself in trouble. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be bad. Yeah, this feels like we're heading down a, a road of destruction. I'm very I'm interested. Yeah, oh, we seeing where this road leads. Down the road to work. All right, peace out, L man. Goodbye. Peace out, man. All right, we got goodbye. Few, we got a few more questions to fire through. This one is from Matt Bangelope. Hello, Bangelope. Uh, what's the best case scenario for Giddy and worst case scenario for Giddy this season, removing any injuries? So just on the court. This season, I, I mean, I I love when people ask best case scenarios because it's like, well, the best case scenario is he shoots 100% from the free throw line, 50% from three. No, 100% from three is the best case. That's true. 100% from everything. Never misses has zero a shot. turnovers. 50 points a game. No, like a realistic best case scenario. So his rookie season, 12 and a half points per game, almost eight rebounds, six assists per game. With shooting splits 41, 26, 70. So realistically, a best case scenario is like 16, eight and eight, shooting mm-hmm. like 34% from three. Like forty five percent from the field is like oh my gosh like Josh has taken a, a leap like that's what the leap yeah. would look like if if he were to make that happen I don't know that he can get double digit assists Alex was on a podcast I can't remember what it's called but they were talking about how he they thought Josh could get double digit assists the only problem with that is like he's not like the heliocentric player on this team mm-hmm. so I kind of find that hard to believe but if he's like sixteen eight and eight. And shooting 32, even 32% from three, up from 26. You know, I think that that's, um, that's great. And then, honestly, like, if he shoots 26% from three again and is, like, 38% from the field and he's, like, still around, like, 12 or 13 points per game, and he's still going to average a lot of rebounds and a lot of assists. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing. But if, like, the scoring is – where it was or even slightly worse, which is possible. Like that's not impossible. I think you look at him a little bit differently. Um, Cause I think a lot of people are projecting like an upward trend with him. And if he doesn't do that, I think it's like, okay, it's still a good player. You know, a guy that's averaging like eight points and eight assists and, you know, double digit points. Like that's a good player, but he may not be like the potential star that we all kind of hope that he could be. Yeah, that's not really the player that you're okay with. Uh, I don't think there's any more trade Shea rumors at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from at DT. Which Thunder player were you most wrong on before they played here? Hmm. Perk, probably. What did you think? I thought Perk. Perk, Well, I thought Perk was going to be a lot better than he was. 
Yeah. <laughs> like Perk was pretty good the first, especially the first two years. First yeah. year or two. Yeah. He was he was pretty good and that that really helped our team. I thought it was gonna be like change everything good. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was gonna be like number one defense. Just because he had that reputation coming out of out of Boston. Yeah. Was like their whole defense was anchored by Perk and Yeah. And I thought it was gonna kind of be like that and it was not like that. Yeah, he was still only twenty six when the Thunder traded for him too. So you thought yeah. like okay, maybe he can even get a little bit better, but he had already passed his like I, playing prime. I thought that there would be some kind of offensive game there. Like something. Mm-hmm. There was really not. I was definitely most wrong about Steven Adams. I did not like the pick. I did not like the mm. idea of Steven. I thought it was going to take time. I thought, like, why did they do this? Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, Daniel Sinney says, uh, Carmelo. Shout out to Summers of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Mello, I, I think a lot of us are wrong about Mello. I think we thought that he would not do what he did here. Which was, was that... Was Mello's year here, was that his first year in his career where... Uh, was that like the inflection point year for his career where it started going down? It kind of was only because he was having... He was being asked to just like play a role, you know, mm-hmm. for the first time. Because he's in New York from age 26 to age 32. And he made all-star... He made the all-star team... Every single year, he was in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's because he could take 18 to 20 shots a game. And he did. Mm-hmm. And then even like going, he only, he took 15 shots a game in Oklahoma City. You know, it's like four less shots per game than what he had in New York. But still, that was tough for him. And like his efficiency dropped from there as well. So I think that that was tough. And like learning to play a role whenever you still, like he, you have to remember that like, he made the all-star team the year before he came to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And so like he thought that was crazy. He thought that he was that guy still. And it did. It was I I think you're right to say like an inflection point on his career. I think it was. Because I mean Stephen A. Smith, and a lot of people dog on Stephen A, but like Stephen A's a a good analyst, even though he's just insane and hilarious and one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. But he um he really thought that Melo was going to be incredible for Oklahoma City. You know, he's a there guy, was no reason to not think that Melo was going to be really good. Like, and if you yeah. say, okay, you can have Melo and he's going to take fifteen shots a game, you're like, wow, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be an eighteen point a night guy. What did he average? Sixteen points. Sixteen, but there were too many games where it was like seven points. Yeah, nine points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, okay, last question from Andrew Bubutu. If you could give up one of your five senses to have a different sense work twice as well, would you? In what sense? Hmm. I don't think that... Is there a sense? I, this that this sense goes away completely. Yeah, it goes away. I don't need to smell. I don't need to smell. 
isn't smell a part of your taste? But I think smell is a, a it's categorized as a different sense. It is. They are different senses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see a lot of benefits to not smelling things. But also I don't know. I don't know. There's something about smell too. That's great. I know, but think of your okay, senses. Hearing seeing sight you don't want to give up either one of those those are like those no. are top tier senses if we're going to tier the sen- the senses seeing hearing i don't know i'd put t- touch might be up there touch might be one or two that means you just don't feel anything yeah but you don't feel anything andrew yeah yeah i understand i'm with you is, is that the number <laughs> one sense then it might be it really might be wow like because if you can't hear, I don't know. I think smell is the la- is the least important sense. Yeah, because you don't want to not taste food. Exactly. Too much pleasure. Yeah. Hmm. You get the least amount of pleasure from smell. Like, what's what's the most pleasure you get from smell? Actually, I'd argue that you have more displeasure from smell than you do pleasure. I would like for you to keep a diary of that. I think I think if we tallied it up, how often am I thinking about my sense of smell? I think it would come up more when I was smelling bad things than it would good things. Yeah, because the thing about it is like the, like the stuff you think about is like walking into like a bakery or something or whatever. Yeah. You're smelling like food it's that's nice. being cooked. It's nice, but you do still get to taste. Okay, so mm-hmm. what would you – so here's the thing. What sense would you want to work twice as well? Hmm. It would be cool to, to hear twice as well. Like oh if, I could hear if I could hear twice, twice as well, distance. I would hear like a normal person. My, I think my <laughs> wife would be really, <laughs> would be really happy. Because the amount of times that I have to ask like, huh? What? Yeah. You know, oh, no. It's too much. So I think, yeah, I think that would be a really good investment. Me. I think so. That would be good, but but if you could give one of your senses a superpower, what if what would seeing really good look like? Like, could you see really far? Like, could I zoom out? And like, would that even be beneficial? I think you could. I think I think it would be like an eagle. You know, think of how an eagle sees. Think <laughs> Just of imagine how an it. eagle sees. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that I would Just do. Crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. There's not. I mean, if you could taste twice as well, that would be interesting. Would it? Yeah, I think so. I think if I could taste, like, if I could pick something up and taste it and be and know exactly what's in that and what you know portions or quantities of that is, because I'm thinking about for cooking, right? Yeah. If I could taste something and be like, oh, I know exactly what's in this and how it's done. That would be pretty cool. Wow. I think it would just lead to a lot of bragging, honestly. It probably would lead to a lot of bragging, but, you know, that's what life is all about. Bragging and bullshitting. Dude, so I talking about eating and, and being interested in flavors. So this, do you see these? These are almonds yes. that someone gave us. Yes. They're honey and lavender glazed almonds. It is the strangest flavor because I put it in my mouth and I, it kind of tastes like I'm eating perfumed almonds. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't understand the lavender thing because like people, there's like lavender ice cream. Yeah, 
this is way too much lavender. It's, it's a strange taste. Um, but it's, again, it's one of those things where I've never had something that tasted like that. So again, I'm like, Oh, this is so weird. And then yeah. I just keep eating them. Yeah. Cause it's so strange. Cause it's not, well, it's like turning a smell into a taste. Yeah, it is. And I think we could do that. If I lose smell, you can kind of gulp air. I think, hold on. Gulp air. Like, could you taste the air? No. Like, if you needed to no, smell the air. No. No, don't do you that. Don't think so? No, I would not. I would advise against that. I don't think you I think could. you could. I don't think that's a thing. No. When does smelling save your life? I think smelling only saves your life if you can smell smoke. Or gas. And, or gas. Or, you know, smelling bad food or bad milk or something like that. Yeah, that's true. The smelling milk thing would be rough. Uh, All right. Hope you guys have a great, great weekend. (laughs) We'll be back to talk to you more about smelling, hearing, tasting, seeing, hearing on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.